Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Program Perceptions, which is a podcast geared towards dissecting ways we might have been programmed and talking through our perceptions. My name is Dr. Tanisha Barton, and in this episode, I am going to talk about what everybody loves to talk about, right? I am going to talk about the patriarchy and white supremacy. <laughs> Here we are. So before I get started, I would like to say um, my personal Instagram is Dr. Tanisha Barton, podcast Instagram, Program Perceptions, personal website, programperceptions.com. And please share, subscribe, write a review wherever you are listening to this episode. I would very much appreciate it. So I was in a conversation with a friend a couple of days ago, and one of the things that was said in the conversation was, well, I don't want to make this about race, but, and in that moment, I started to think, but isn't everything about race? Like in a way, because this country was founded because white men came and ran off and slaughtered Native Americans or sorry, Native Indians. They weren't Americans. My bad. And white, when white, when the white men decided to do that, they became the dominant culture by force. And so when you have a situation where something was created on the foundations of stealing and the person who did the stealing is white men, everything else that happened after that action happened because of the dominant culture at the time. And so Christopher Columbus and crew decided that they were going to conquer, find whatever word you want to say, a different place of being. They found America and decided to make it theirs. So to our core, to our foundation of society, we are a white nation now because white men ran out the other people who occupied the space before us. And so if that is true, and if that is what happened, which it is what happened, then it makes and starts, starts the process, right, of a patriarchy because it was white men who did it and white supremacy because they ruled by power and force, okay? So that's the history of how this country started. So if you fast forward and you go to slavery and you think about women's inability to do anything on their own, and even as, the, as this country has progressed, there is still a dominant culture and there is still a patriarchy. And that dominant culture is white supremacy. And in a way, I don't even like the term white supremacy because I think it is, it basically just sets out that white people are supreme. And I think that that is for some white people, they want that language. They want to feel supreme, but I really feel like it's like white inferiority or white, like, I don't know, but, but this country was founded on it. And so for us to act like things aren't about race, Almost everything is about race because that is the core of this country. And how is it not? 
And if you look at the world, that that is what the world is. For example, I don't see white people having to adjust and to fit into corporate America. I don't, and I'm talking about culturally. I don't see white straight men having to figure out their place um, in the world, or I don't see their fear of getting in cars and driving to certain places, certain times of the night. I don't really see them concerned about having their hair be a certain way or a certain color and not feeling accepted. I never ha see a white man struggle to speak up in meetings. I never see, I never see that. And I think you don't see that because this country has always been white people are in charge and the rest of us are lucky to share a space with them. And I think if you, if you think, if you think about that in a way of how this country was started, it makes sense because it is what it is. And I also think that if you, if you see situations where you say in your mind, like, I know that that's a white person. For example, when murders, when murder sprees happen, when people go killing people or when something dumb happens or when somebody gets arrested or something crazy makes the news and somebody gets arrested and there's not a picture and the, the, whatever they did happened six hours previously and there's still not a picture. I know immediately that it's a white person because there's this shield of protection because if white is supposed to be a superior race, you're always protected in a way that normal, normal people that <laughs> I don't mean normal people that regular people aren't protected. For example, if a black person commits a crime, you're probably not going to see their high school mugshot picture of them smiling when they get arrested. You're going to see their mugshot always. As soon as something happens to a black person and they're victim or they're guilty of something, you immediately know immediately know who they are, who they're dating, who their kids are, what previous crimes they did, their entire criminal record, who their mom is, who their dad. Like you immediately know all of these things about a person of color. But when it's a white person, we have to like find them. We have to figure out where where it happened, where it, where it existed. When did it, when did this or okay, is this is this the person? We don't know because we have to literally search for it and figure out wh where, where is it? Where's the story? Sometimes it's in the very end of a page. I think another, another example of this is Chad Wheeler. I mean, Chad Wheeler almost murdered his girlfriend because he was so abusive to her and where, where did you see that? Did you see that anywhere? Do you even know who Chad Wheeler is? I mean, he, and yes, the, the, the girlfriend was black, which again, no surprise that you didn't hear a lot about it because it was a white man who abused a black woman. And here we are. And so the idea of white supremacy is embedded in us in the sense of when white people do something we try our best to protect them. We try our best to not let it be known that they could be these type of people. And so we try our hardest to, not all of us, 
society tries its hardest to make sure that the worst parts of white people you don't see. I remember when the guy who um, murdered the people, murdered the um, the people that were at the uh, salons. I don't I don't remember if it was at the nail salon or hair the hair salon place. Um, and the detective, after a while, came out and said he was having a bad day. He he was fantasy. He had fantasies. And I guess his fantasies were left to believe or his fantasies are about Asian women, which is disgusting in itself. But his he had fan, he his fantasies got the best of him. And you know what? He had a bad day. So his his excuse for murdering people was that he had a bad day. He had a bad day. I've never seen that excuse for a black person. I've never seen, or any person of color, I've never seen an excuse for any person of color to do something. And they say, well, he had a bad day. It was a bad day. It was just a bad day. They had fantasies and it was a bad day. But what society has shown us time and time and time again is that we hold and I always say we, but society holds, I need to change my language, society holds white people at a supreme level. And that is who we are as a nation. That is just who we are. Another example, um, Heather, I can't think of her last name, the girl who got killed in the Capitol riots. They were in the Capitol rioting and being extremely disruptive to the government. And the video of her being shot was blurred out. I don't know about you. I've seen a lot of black people get murdered on camera. Nobody cares to blurt it out. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's blood running through their shirts. There's, you can see their lifeless body laying on the ground and nobody cares. Nothing's blurred out. They let it be shown. But if it's a white woman who's getting killed by police, because she is invading the Capitol, it's blurred out. Why is it blurred out? That is weird to me. And it's because as a nation, we hold white people in a different way than we hold people of color. Society does that. And until we start to recognize that that is happening to white people and for white people, we're screwed. I think that's also, I mean, white privilege. White people will always be like, I'm not privileged. I'm not privileged. And white privilege exists. And I'm not here on this episode to tell you that it exists because if you are white and you're listening to this and you don't know that you have privilege, honestly, shame on you. You know that you have privilege. You know that you do. And if you don't think that you do, you're doing yourself a disservice. It is your job as a human, as a functioning member of society to educate yourself Please don't play this card with like, white people don't have privilege because of this. White people don't have privilege because of that. As white people, for a long time, and probably still to a lot of people, you've always been the standard. If you're the standard as a white person, that means that you're in a position of privilege. It's that simple. There, there, there's, It's that simple. And if you didn't have privilege, and if white privilege wasn't a thing, why have so many people talked about it and written about it? You have privileges being white. You just do. Now, I want to say all of us in certain situations might have different levels of privilege, right? I call that situational privilege. Such situational privilege happens. 
It happens. Sometimes in certain situations, I might have a lot of privilege because it's a certain situation. But in my day-to-day life, I don't have a privilege. I don't have privilege of being black. There, th- Every single day, that how is that a privilege, <laughs> right? Like if I'm driving in my car, I'm black. If I'm in a store and um, somebody... I don't know, somebody ransacks the store and it was a black person and I show up, guess what? I'm going to be considered as that would not, that doesn't happen for white people, right? Because you're privileged. Nobody would think that it would be you. And so I think that, again, I'm not going to make an episode about white privilege because quite frankly, it's, it's a waste of my time and energy. But if you're listening to this as a white person and you're like, I don't have any privilege. White people don't have privilege. That's so false. Do yourself a disservice, do some research, because that is an ignorant thing to say. And it's embarrassing that you would think that. So please take some time to do some research. The second thing I want to talk about is a patriarchy, because one of the things I realized when Trump was in office, probably more than ever, and even after he lost, there the patriarchy is a hell of a thing. And one of the problems with the patriarchy is, again, our country was founded on the patriarchy. And the patriarchy is basically men being in power and being the end-all, be-all. Men being able to tell women what to do with their bodies. Men being able to tell women how they should be parents. Men being able to tell women when they should have children and when they shouldn't have children, like men being in charge of everything for everybody. And the problem though with the patriarchy is men don't know what it's like to be women. They have no idea. <laughs> they Men don't know what it's like to be women, period. And if you are going to be the dominant culture, and when I say men, I'm talking about white cis men who are going to be, they're the end all be all. And I think if you look at the patriarchy in a way, it's interesting because society is quite frankly set up this way already. I'll give you a great example. Viagra. Why is it that Viagra is never under attack? No one has ever attacked Viagra, okay? If you don't know what Viagra is, come on. If you don't know, pause, research it, Google it, figure out what Viagra is, okay? Viagra is never under attack, never. However, women being able to take birth control and having control over their bodies is, why is that? It's because the patriarchy states that Viagra is so important for men. But women, on the other hand, who cares about them? Like, who cares about the complications and the things that they go through? As long as men can have what they need, then it is okay. That, my friends, is a double standard for a lot of reasons. But if you are not even willing to give a a thought about or a peep about or a little bit about Viagra, but you are constantly wanting to make sure women can't get abortions. You're constantly wanting to make sure 
women can't get tested at Planned Parenthood. And you're constantly making sure that women have zero rights, but you're, but you don't, Viagra never comes up. Like that's a problem. And that is a double standards. And I think that this country, the United States of America, hasn't gotten better, maybe, maybe, right? Because, okay, not maybe. I think it's gotten better in a lot of ways, but I think the way the patriarchy shows up is different now because we have so many different things. So we have social media and the world is evolving. But I think if you look at certain circles and you look at certain things, the patriarchy is 100% still the same thing, like CEOs, um, venture capitalist businesses, um, places where decisions get made. Look at Congress. Look at the people who make decisions. A lot of that is held in control by the patriarchy. And that that is something that we've always had. Because like I said, at the very, very beginning, white men founded this country. And so when you found a country, you become power. And when you become power, you fight like hell to keep it. And that is what is happening. And that is why the patriarchy is still a thing. It is also unequal wages. Men historically continue to make more money than women. It's a fact. No matter what people try to tell you, no matter what the reasoning is people try to tell you about why men should make more than women and and tenure or experience or this or that or whatever, no matter what the excuse people try to tell you, men still make more money than women. Why? We do the same jobs, same jobs. Still, It's still happening. It's literally still happening. So to act like the patriarchy isn't a thing isn't true. Because it happens. The other thing I think that let me know that the patriarchy and and white inferiority, I can't say inferior, whatever. (laughs) Let's just call it white supremacy. It's an easier word to say because clearly I can't talk. Um, The other way that reminded me that the patriarchy and white supremacy was still a thing, still really embedded, was looking at the 2020 election. Yes, Joe Biden won. But if you actually break down the numbers and if you break down who who voted for who in larger droves and longer in larger numbers the data will tell you that white people voted more for Donald Trump more white people voted for Donald Trump in 2020 than voted for him in 2016 so everything that he was doing all of his racist remarks all of his tenure every single thing that he did more white people decided to vote for him. Something else that bothered me, but I kind of get it. More black men, more more men of color, more Hispanic men, more Asian men, more men of color voted for Donald Trump than in 2016. Why? Because there's a part of men that are more tied to a patriarchy than we like to admit. And so as a black woman, there's a lot of times where people will say like, protect black women, protect black women. And a lot of that is because really protect women. Um, A lot of that is because black women will always stand up. We will always take on other people's burdens. We will always be a place where 
we fight for the things that we believe in. And one of the things that we black women will always fight for is black men, because we know those are our brothers. Those are our husbands. Those are our friends. Those are our cousins. Those are though, though black men are an extension of us. And so for us fighting for black men, is just a normal thing. That is what we do. However, a lot of people will say, do black men go as hard for black women as black women go for black men? I'm not here to discuss that. Maybe one day I'll have on some black men and we can get into that. I don't know. But there's a little bit of this where there's a lot of men that saw themselves in Trump and see themselves in Trump. There's a lot of men that agree with Donald Trump and the way that he demeans women. There's a lot of men of all races that agree that Donald Trump should be able to say what he says about women. He should be able to degrade them. He should be able to sexualize them. And he should be able to talk to women and treat women as if they are less than. And people are okay with that. And the people that are usually okay with that happen to be men of all races. And then the other flip side of that is white people because they see themselves in Donald Trump. Because if you're a white woman, you see your son in Donald Trump. You see your husband in Donald Trump. You see your brothers in Donald Trump's. You see your boss in Donald Trump. And you think that that is okay because you've been programmed to think that because society has told you that that is okay. And so it's this whole convoluted thing of the patriarchy and white supremacy still being a really, 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 really big piece of this country that we often don't talk about that we need to start talking about because it's a little scary. And we're in 2021 and this is still a thing. It's still very much a thing. And if you don't believe anything that I'm saying and you're like, Tanisha, you're overreacting, go look at the results of who voted for Donald Trump in 2020. It's there. The, the, the facts don't lie. People voted for somebody that is racist, race, like locks kids up in cages, um, sexually has been, you know, said that he sexually assaults women, um, cheated on his wife with porn stars, degrades women, you know, all of these things like that. But that's OK. People are totally fine with the fact that he did that. I also think another pillar of the patriarchy that I think will speak to, you know, some of you or, or just give like a better kind of understanding is the institutional fact of patriarchy and white supremacy. And I think that goes, look at our school systems, look at schooling, look at our prison systems. I mean, again, I don't have to tell you that those places are set up so people of color don't get the same treatment as white people do. It is what it is. That is how it's set up. The system is designed that way because this, this, the system that is now in place was designed by white men. And so the system is continuing to work the way it's supposed to work, giving white people more outs and allowing people of color not to have more outs. Like that is how this country was set up. So the second we start to realize that the patriarchy and white supremacy is how this country was founded and how this country has operated for generations and generations and generations, we can't do better. And so I'm making this episode because I think it's important for people not to sit back and think things are 
okay. We're good. There's nothing to do. Everything's good. The system is still led by the patriarchy and white supremacy. And we have to work to change that. And I think some people will say, I'm tired. This is annoying. This is that. This is that. Listen, I agree with you, but we, if we don't do anything and we just sit back and allow it to happen, then what? Then what? Are, are, are we okay with it being like this forever? Is this what we're going to do? Is this like how we're always going to live? And also, if you're listening to this and you're a white man, think about ways that you can challenge the patriarchy. Think about ways that as a white man, you can show up and be a true ally to really push back. And let me tell you something, being an ally is hard. And being an ally means that all of the friends that are around you that look like you, that are looking to you for advice, you're going to have to go against them and you're going to have to educate them because I'm not in the spaces that you're in. I'm not in, I'm not at that table. I'm not in, I'm not there. I'm not in those group chats. I'm not at that, that time where you go to the bar and hang out. I'm not getting invited to those dinners with you. It is your job as a white man, when you're around other white people, how are you talking about the patriarchy? How are you talking about women? How are you talking about people of color? How are you talking about trans people? How are you having those conversations in your circles? Because we all have accountability to making sure that the circles we occupy know what's going on. And if the goal is here, and I'm going to say this, and I totally get that it, this is not everybody's goal, but if the goal is here to have a nation where everybody is treated equally, then how are we as individuals showing up? How are we showing up? And if you're a, a white man and your goal is not equality and not for everybody to be treated, treated equally and fairly, then you are a part of the problem. And you, my friend, are holding on to the patriarchy and holding on to white supremacy because it benefits you. That power benefits you. So I'm going to digress a little bit and I'm going to say that the patriarchy and white supremacy are a thing. And the more we talk about it, the more we get aware of it, the more we connect to it, the more we understand how it shows up in our respective spaces, the better off we're going to be to start making change. Now, there's going to be people who are like, Tanisha, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Change is never going to happen. There's a lot of things that were never going to happen. Slavery was never going to be ended. Black people were never going to be able to vote. Women were never going to be able to vote. Like, I, the list can go on. We're never going to have health care. We're never going to have a black president. We're never going to have a, a woman vice president. We're never going to have a black person in the Senate. We're never going to have a black, like, right? Like, if we live in a world where we continue to say it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen, it's too hard, it's never going to happen, people don't want it to happen, then, then what are we doing here? We have to be the change that we want to see. Like that, it's us. No one's coming. I said, I think I've said this in an episode with my mom. Like nobody's coming. Like it is on us. And so we have to do a better job to stay engaged, to stay aware, and to see how we can help different environments. And so I'm going to end this episode on just saying that if you are somebody that wants to live in a better country and a better world, you need to ask yourself, what are you doing in your spaces? that is allowing for your spaces to be um, changed and your spaces to have more input and have more awareness on, on what's going on around you. The other thing is, if you are a man and you often speak over women, you are, you are a problem. 
So if you're a man and you're listening to this, think about how many times that you have interrupted a woman when she's speaking. Or how many times have I said something in this episode that you felt uncomfortable because you felt like I was calling you out? All of those feelings and things, th that means that you have a problem with this. And the, it's not, that's fine if you have a problem with it, but how are you working to fix it? What are you doing in your circles? Or if you are a man and you're listening to this and you're like, I don't interrupt women. I respect women. I want to hear their perspectives. I want to hear what they have to say. I support women. Women, we need women. Then what are your friends doing? Or if it's not your friends, what are the people doing that aren't in your circles, right? Because all of us can work together to fix this. And so if you're listening to this and I completely pissed you off this episode, good. Ask yourself why I pissed you off. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode and you need action, figure out how you're showing up in spaces. It can literally be that simple. Just figuring out how you are showing up in spaces. Who are you? What are you doing to combat things? Are you the problem? Are you encouraging? Are you the one in the back giggling? Are you the one that's rolling your eyes? Like, what are you saying and speaking up? If you're a man, what are you saying? How are you showing up? What are you doing? Because you can help with this. If you're a woman, don't give up. If someone's laughing at you, look at them laughing and keep talking right? There's a part of this where we've got to work together and push through that, that first barrier of uncomfortableness because we all have been there. We've all experienced it. It's that first giggle or the first eye roll you see, or like if you're presenting and you're looking out and you see somebody is totally laughing at you and you want to just like shut down, don't do that. So if, if you take anything from else from this episode, like it's time for us to show up and it's time for us to start speaking out on behalf of each other. And it's time for us to start giving each other spaces that allow us to grow and that allow us to try to figure out how we can be better for each other and how we can demolish the patriarchy and get rid of, and get rid of the notion of white supremacy. And I'm going to say this again, if you're listening to this and you want to hold on to those things, why? The world is so much better when we're evolving. Look at you as a person, hopefully through life you've evolved, hopefully through life you've grown. Why are we holding back a country from that growth? Are you that selfish that you cannot allow yourself to want what's best for an entire nation because it's all about you? That's selfish. So ask yourself why though. We all have to be part of this growth. We all have a part in this. We can do this, but we have to first acknowledge that it's there. And then we have to work to dispel it. And we all have to do it together in our own ways, in our own circles, because that is how the world works. That is how the world goes around and round and round and round. So thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was a lot. <laughs> I know at times it probably seemed like I was ranting, but I got, I get a lot of questions about what I think about white supremacy. What I think about the patriarchy. What do I think? What do I think about this? What do I think about this? What do I think about men? What do I think about this? Like, this is what I think. So I wanted to put together an episode and talk about it and share it out. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. As always, your perceptions aren't always your reality. Sometimes they're the lens in which you have been programmed. Thank you for listening.